0: Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night here on ADC Sports Dallas. Welcome everyone. Hope you're having a great Thursday night. Hope you are enjoying the Colts and the Jets uh, playing football right now. Jonathan Taylor having one heck of a football game. I am a little bit sad for that result in college football though because I had University Louisiana Lafayette over Georgia State. And it is not looking great so far because I had them minus 13 and a half and they're currently down 3 0 in the third quarter. So, how are you guys? This is the final show of the week. This is the final Cowboys Broncos preview that we will have. And as Tom Downey's burner account pointed it out on Twitter, right now, legend, Cowboys legend Mike White is playing on Thursday Night Football. It's been so fun getting on that train of, you know, just hyping up Mike White after he had such a great performance last week versus the Bengals, especially because it was such a weird performance from Mike White, yet it was very efficient, right? His average depth of target versus the Bengals was at 3.7 yards. And now maybe we're looking at a little bit of a different game plan, but I just think the Colts are overall as a team, We'll see. We'll see how it goes, though. We'll see how it goes. What is up, stage? Jeremy over at Facebook. John Jones as well at YouTube. Charles Moore says that I say Dallas will beat Denver by 20 points. So Charles Moore expecting an absolute Cowboys blowout this weekend. And tonight we'll talk about three players that we that actually it's four players that we're that we want to watch on this Cowboys versus Broncos game. We'll move on to the game prediction as always and as every Thursday betting the Cowboys segment. It was not as easy to make this call because the bet, the betting spread is a little bit complicated, sitting at minus 10. It's a high number, but we'll see what the bet is on tonight's show. We're five and two for the season. And the two times that we have not one the bets is when we have not bet the Cowboys spread. So the Cowboys are 7-0 undefeated against the spread this season. So now that more of you guys are here, make sure you hit that like button. Make sure you share the show. And let's get the show started officially. Let's go. and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 Cowboys season, make sure you check out adc slash Dallas. Some great Cowboys articles up there, by the way, one by Shane Carter on which Dallas Cowboys should be on the awards watch list. So, of course, Travon Diggs, Dak Prescott, Michael Parsons, players like that. Make sure you check it out. And then you have an interesting article from Alec Cash on the two factors that have, have helped Terrence Steele improved drastically this season. Terrence Steele, one of the most impressive players of the year. I had an article out there on what we talked about earlier in the week regarding Randy Gregory's snap counts, which I'm still very impressed by. Earlier on the week, we talked about Randy getting more snaps this season in the second half of the year, and, man, it – The numbers are really impressive, in my opinion, a 52% snap count. But I dive even deeper into the numbers on that adcsports.com article in case you want to check it out after the show. And I actually compare his numbers versus Tariel Bastian's. Remember specifically in terms of only what uh, the snap count percentage is for each of these players, not really comparing the two players, of course. Now, a lot of comments. In the chat, a lot of comments that we'll get to. Uh, people saying that the Cowboys will win by a lot. Uh, Robert also having a good feeling about the Cowboys this week. He says 34 to 13, and Denver is struggling. That much is clear. They traded Von Miller already before the deadline. Sort of a white flag kind of move, but also they were about to lose versus Washington last week and two times before, well, they got what seemed to be the game-winning interception from Justin Simmons and then they were so close to having a big-time meltdown when Melvin Gordon fumbled the ball at the Denver 24-yard line and Washington had a shot at winning the game after that seemingly game-winning interception. So, you know, but of course, that is Washington's offense. That is not the offense that the Broncos will face on Sunday. The Cowboys are pretty elite. However, you might have some concerns. Tom Downey, uh, Tom Downey's burner account says, I hope we don't overlook Denver trap game feeling right now. And it seems like we are saying that every week, right? And I think that versus the Vikings, it was not an accurate term because I really looked at the Vikings as a legit football team that had the potential with the right game plan to be a threat to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm not sure that I would call this a trap game. I do feel confident in the Cowboys getting the W, uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert there. But if it turns into a trap game, it might have to do a little bit with injuries And one factor that this was not really part of the show, but I will bring it up. There is one factor that could make this an even more interesting game than we think it is going to be, and that is the red zone. We know that the Dallas Cowboys, even with Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore clicking the way they are clicking, we know that this is a team that has struggled inside the 20-yard line of opponents. And the proof is that they are 22nd in the NFL in terms of red zone efficiency. The Denver Broncos defense has struggled. It has not been the same when it comes to bringing the pressure to the quarterbacks. It has had its issues at cornerback. Of course, they also seen some injuries happen to that squad, but they are still a top 10 team to be specific. They are the number seven team in the NFL in terms of red zone defense. So if the Broncos are looking for an X factor on this game, that might be it. If they want a path to victory, it would have to be a bent but don't break type of day for them Broncos defense, and maybe try to make the Cowboys be patient and put together long drives. That might be the path to victory for, for the Broncos, right? If they want to win this game, that might be the one X factor playing in their favor. But also, the Broncos have not faced an opponent like the Dallas Cowboys. And that to me is very clear so far. I think that the Cowboys are the top threat in their schedule so far. Denver has had a relatively easy schedule so far. That's the reason why they started 3-0 mainly. Teddy Bridgewater, still an interesting quarterback. You don't know what he's going to bring to the table He's seen as a conservative football quarterback, but he's also makes some risks. He's also made some risky throws so far. He has six, five picks, I think, d- during this season. So let's see if the Cowboys can, you know, revive that Trevon Diggs interception streak after it ended last week. This is an NFL team, says Tom Downey. Players can have, well, t- Tom Downey's burner account, of course. Players can have out of world games. See Mike White. Of course, you never can overlook any kind of opponent. Good Citizen says the Broncos have nothing to defend all of our receivers. And this is where it also gets a little bit interesting, right? And actually, we will start with the main topic of the show that it is, uh, who's your one player to watch for Broncos at Cowboys? And I have four of those for you today. But one of these is related to what Good Citizen just said over there in the chat. And I think that one of the players to watch, and let me know yours in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, one of my players to watch would definitely be Amari Cooper. And the reason is we still don't know what Lamp's status is going to be. He suffered an ankle sprain on Wednesday. This was reported this morning in case you missed the news. Lamp dealing with an ankle sprain. He was limited on today's practice. But we don't really know what his status is going to be come game day. And this is even more interesting because the Cowboys have been somewhat conservative regarding their, you know, the way they are approaching injuries so far. And that is mainly because of their position that they're in. I would think that that is the main reason. The Cowboys held Dak Prescott back last week. If he had to go, he would have been able to go. But the Cowboys decided to be cautious about it. And they decided to let Cooper Rush Take the reins for the offense for one week. Now everything is pointing towards Dak Prescott playing. I think that that should not be a concern for Cowboys fans. It is all pointing towards Dak Prescott playing. When last week this wasn't the case. Last week by Thursday, even I who had assured that who had assured you that Dak was going to play versus the Vikings by Thursday, we already had our doubts and we were kind of realizing slowly that, hey, Dak actually might not be ready to go. This week, a whole different story. The Cowboys are talking like Dak Prescott is playing. The coaches are. Dak Prescott himself is. But Amari Cooper, and a, a player to watch definitely, because what if City Lamp is not able to go in the same week that Blake Jarwin is dealing with some injuries? Now, Dalton Schultz is the man at the tight end position, but still the Cowboys might be a little bit shorthanded in a week in which they don't have a Tyron Smith. I'm not talking about this being a concerning situation. I'm just talking about this being an interesting aspect of the game, especially because, hey, Patrick Sertin has worked out for the Broncos. I think that they are regretting the fact that they did not pick a quarterback, and I think that the Cowboys are living at peace without Patrick Sertin thanks to the fact that Michael Parsons is killing it at a, as a linebacker slash defensive end slash just a great football player for the Dallas Cowboys. So even though we've moved on from Patrick Sertin, he's doing a very good job for the Cowboys. So far, he has allowed less than 40 yards in coverage in seven of his eight career games. This is coming from PFF and also big time number from, um, from the Broncos website. He is the second among all rookies in the NFL in passes defended, seven of them. And he is one of 11 rookies who have already recorded their first NFL interception. So watch out for Patrick Shorten in this game. Some answers in the chat. Tom Downey saying Justin Simmons, also one of mine. Uh, Charles Moore says, Zeke is a player to watch. Don't forget says Good Citizen. We also have two receiving backs who sometimes even line up together. And that is something, by the way, that I would like to see more of. I want to see a little bit more of 21 personnel from the Dallas Cowboys. Shane Carter, ADC sports writer, by the way, Curlin Sutton, he's been great this season and it is hard to cover one-on-one. The good news is he's a top wide receiver that Trevon Vicks has had the most success against. He'll shadow most of the game. And I do think that the Cowboys, and shout out to the Lunatic before, before anything else happens. Shout out to the Lunatic. Thanks for your comment and your donation. Lunatic says... Denver head coach Big Fangio is likely getting fired, and after the Von Miller trade, Denver players won't be inspired for what awaits them at AT&T Stadium. Dallas 35, Denver Broncos 13. Thank you, Lenatic for your prediction and, of course, for your donation. Interesting thing regarding what Shane just mentioned and Trevon Vicks. Interesting thing here because the Cowboys last week versus the Vikings had to adjust They walked, they steered away a little bit from their usual defensive plans because this Cowboys team is playing a lot of man-to-man coverage. They are so far this season. Versus the Vikings, though, and I think that this had to do with the fact that they have KJ Osborne, they have Justin Jefferson, uh, of course, Adam Thielen, they walked away a little bit from that and they played zone coverage most of the game, actually. They played very, very few plays in man-to-man coverage. I think that this Broncos game gives them the chance to shift back towards what they have been doing at and what seems to be their identity so far in 2021, which is playing a lot of single high coverages with man-to-man coverages underneath. So I think that they will go back a little bit to that instead of the sun coverages that they played versus the Vikings. Because I think that you're not as stressed out as those Broncos receivers as you were versus the Vikings. Sure, Jerry Judy is a threat. Maybe he will be healthier by now, but I'm not sure that you're scared a lot of those wide receivers. However, that Curlin Sutton is one healthy football player that Shane Carter mentioned, and I agree with him that he's a player to watch. Gallup is ready to step back in from injured reserve. I do think that we still don't know what his game status will be regarding Michael Gallup. The Cowboys have been very quiet about it. And usually, I would assume that he's not playing because the Cowboys are not saying a lot about it. But man, with with the way that Mike McCarthy has been handling these situations, I don't know if the Cowboys are just now one of those teams that will share very little information. hey. And if they are, I'm here for it. It worked out kind of for them versus the Vikings with all the Dak Prescott drama. We'll see if they do. They asked Mike McCarthy, for example, what will happen with Lyle Collins, who will be the starting right tackle. And he said something like, hey, we'll let the Broncos figure it out when they actually see us on Sunday. So this Denver team, this, Bron- this Cowboys team, excuse me, is being a little bit more confidential than usual. And I, for one, like it. So let's go with that. Now, Lyle Collins, one of the other players to watch, because I do think that he's playing. He has to play. You you cannot walk out there, in my opinion, with Ty and Seke on that lineup. You definitely cannot do that. And I've talked about this on the show. You know what my thoughts are on Lyle Collins. You know that, of course, I'm not. But if I was the coach of Dallas Cowboys, I would play Lyle Collins at right tackle, ever since he came back from the suspension. But right now the conversation is, do you put Lyle Collins back at right tackle and shift Terrence Steele over to the left side with Tyron Smith gone? Or do you leave Terrence Steele where he is and then put Lyle Collins at left tackle, a position that he's familiar with and that he has played in college. And when he was in the NFL early in his career, he played over at the left side, even though he played at guard. Now, I've said this before and I still believe it is It is a case. I think that this might actually offer us a glimpse into what the Cowboys' long-term plans are at each of these positions. And if the Cowboys are really thinking about plugging Lyle Collins back to his starting role eventually, then I think this is the game to make the switch because give Lyle Collins as much time as you can to, to get him back in a rhythm at right tackle. But if your plan is really to keep Terrence Steele over at the right side, then play Lyle Collins over at the left side. I, I think that is basically the decision that the Cowboys need to make this Sunday. I would not like it if their plan is to eventually hand Lyle Collins his starting jump back and then they played him at left tackle this weekend. That is what I would not like. We've talked about continuity on the show. And that applies not only if you want to keep Terrence Steele over at the right side, but it also will apply in the long term if you want to keep Collins at the right side, but you're playing him temporarily over at left tackle. That is what I don't want. I want the Cowboys to make a decision, and I want this to be the game in which they start towards that path, just to put it one way. Keep it the way it is. We have the offense great now, says Joshua Davis. Alleged bribery, says Good Good Citizen. Well... Alleged bribery, but I, uh, he was found. He, I mean, he lost the appeal. So I will say that there was a bribery, I would think. I don't know. Steve White says, I would keep Steele and Lyle at left tackle, but they are putting Steele at left tackle and Lyle at right. Hey, I, I hope that is the case. I hope that is the case because that would mean that the Cowboys plan is that when Tyron Smith comes back, you're going to play Collins at right tackle, and I think that is the correct thing to do because I think that he is clearly the best offensive lineman between him and number 78. One thing is for sure: please do not have Tyne Secky out there because he is simply not up for the task. And we saw that a little bit in the preseason. Maybe we were hopeful that that would change during the regular season, but it clearly did not. Now, one more player to watch. We talked about Amari Cooper. We talked about Collins and Patrick Sertin. And finally, someone had already mentioned him in the chat. That is Justin Simmons. Safety for the Broncos. He's a great football player. He's been consistent year in and year out. This is his sixth year in the league. And this guy, single high safety most of the time. He plays high in coverage. Not single high, excuse me, just high in coverage. Big fan, Joe. Likes to use split safeties a lot. But yet, he's a. Forged in the run game for the Broncos. And he makes some splash plays every single week. He's coming off from a two-interception performance versus Washington. One of them, what was basically the potential game-winning interception. So Justin Simmons playing some great football so far. Definitely a player to watch on that Broncos defense. They have struggled a little bit, but yeah, this is a good player. This is a good player. Dax said so today. Says lunatic, but I don't know if he was talking about him playing. But yeah, Fisher said so. Says Steve White. I'm not sure what you guys are. What do you guys mean with the Fisher said so or not? I I, I don't know if I did. I, I, did I miss something though? And if you have a CVA with an arbitration, it has the same legal bounds. Says Tom Downey it went to actual court oh yeah it it yeah it did, it did went to court it did went, it did go excuse me to court bryce callahan likely not to play the the broncos nickel cornerback expect another good game from Cedric wilson in the slots His chain carter big game and i actually have somewhat of a not a bold prediction but a prediction later on tonight's show when we get into our game prediction that if you are new to if you are new to primetime the game predictions We do them here as a blind recap. So we recap the the game without actually having seen it first. Now, another question as we get into the betting the Cowboys segment. On a scale from 1 to 10, how scared are you of Teddy Bridgewater? Not a very scary quarterback, but he has had some good performances this season, especially early in the year. And he's still Teddy covers right? He has that famous nickname in the betting world. Because if you look at Bridgewater's record against the spread, he actually has a little bit of a good record. So are you scared at all of Teddy Bridgewater? Is he a concern for you guys on this game? Good Citizen breaking the rules, saying zero. I, I, I respect that. Burner Account saying four. Joshua goes with three. Benjamin goes with two. Teddy at New Orleans is lunatic like an eight. Teddy at Denver, though, and a two. He's going to get sacked a lot says Joshua Davis. Potential big game for Randy Gregory. They're playing with a backup left tackle. So potential game changer versus Teddy Bridgewater. I will go with a four. I don't want to go with a number three or a two. I want to go with a four just because I do think that if he's cautious with the football and he attacks the Cowboys underneath, they might have something going, but I just don't see them picking uh, keeping up versus a high-powered Cowboys offense, right? Like, this is likely not going to be, hopefully, a very close game, and if the Cowboys can, can start fast on offense, I don't think that Teddy B is going to be a threat in a potential comeback, right? Of course, again, this is the NFL. Anything can happen. But I'm not that scared of Teddy Bridgewater. So the betting the cowboys segment, and we usually do this, and man, it has been tough to pick some of these games because this spread is high for the cowboys. So this is betting the cowboys. We are five and two in the season. We are trying to get to six and two. The betting spread is at minus ten. The total for this football game will be at 49 and a half pretty much a number that I don't want to touch because this might be a blowout from the Cowboys or this might be a slow-paced kind of game so I'm not going to touch the total and even less so the Cowboys team total or the Broncos team total and honestly this came down to two simple facts for me on betting the Cowboys the one bet to make for this game it came down to two simple things. Number one, I cannot doubt the Cowboys, who are seven zero against the spread, and I cannot trust the Broncos. They traded away Von Miller. They are very injured. They are banged up, and I just cannot trust. Even though they have Teddy B on their side, Teddy covers. I cannot bet on the on the Broncos. So I will go with Cowboys minus ten. Plus, I like those betting odds at minus one and a one my, minus. 105 at DraftKings. I like those. I like those numbers. So I'm going to take Cowboys minus 10. I'm not going to buy half a point or anything like that because I think that that would be that would not be very smart math wise. Never buy points from 10 to nine and a half. Don't make rookie mistakes in the betting world. So I will. I will stick with minus 10 Cowboys and we'll try to go to six and you0 to six and two. Excuse me. As the Cowboys try to go 8-0 against the spread. Let me know what you guys think about that. And as we get finished with that, the final question of the show. Drop your final prediction in the comments. Whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, drop that prediction. Your final score prediction for the game. Good Citizen says they fisted at home, says that, well, they have not lost any game, and they have had a, a, a few already. So they had a three-game streak at home when they played Philadelphia, Carolina, and the Giants. They are 3-0 at home. They are 3-0 at home, the Cowboys are. Broncos have a really good wide receiver, says Julian. That is true. Jerry Judy is good. Carlin Sutton is also good. So I would say that they have a couple of good wide receivers, Jerry Judy coming back from injury last weekend. We did not think that he would have a very strong game, and maybe in the stat line he did it, but he made he, he didn't, but he made some good plays for the Broncos in key moments. Tom down his burner account goes with 27 and 13. That is his final score. Over under says lunatic uh, Vegas knows a blowout when they see one because the over under is at 49 and a half. Oh. Good Citizen says that the Cowboys will actually go 50-3. That score, that scoreboard might sound a little bit crazy. Shane Carter goes with 30-13 and Greg Sarling misses one extra point. Sack goes with 41-16. and 16. All right, here is mine. Benjamin34-14, he says in the chat over at YouTube. Here is my blind recap. As always, giving you that prediction in recap fashion without actually watching the game. So here we go. Watching this game and watching Dak Prescott, you wouldn't even know that he was dealing with an injury as Cedric Wilson got a season-high six catches versus the Denver Broncos for 60 yards. His biggest game in terms of receptions this season. Now, another game, another Randy Gregory fist. He had two sacks rushing versus a backup left tackle. And with the Cowboys up big in the second half, the Broncos even sent... Drew Locke to the football field late on this game. Cowboys 35, Broncos 17. So that is the scoreboard that I'm going with. 35 might be a little bit high though because Big Fangio will force these Cowboys offense to be patient. So maybe 35 is a high number. We'll see. We'll see. And if the Cowboys get a big lead, well, we don't know how cautious they will be with Dak Prescott. They already held him back one week. I wonder if we will see some of Cooper rush if the Cowboys are able to build a big lead but that that seems more unlikely than likely. So, we have seen a similar Denver defense versus the Chargers but Denver has less talent. That is true I think, but also Justin Simmons is so good at what he does. Uh, what's up, man? Do you doing Brichetta going to break into the Broncos? Is Carlos Tarango. Most high school teams, I'm not exactly sure if, if I understood that comment, though. Most high school teams in Texas could beat Broncos as good citizen. They got better stadiums also. 31-17 to says Miller Corbett over at Facebook. Oh, Lunatic actually got a little bit ahead of myself with that prediction. He said, at halftime, Teddy going to be saying, Drew Lock, you in. I think that I have a feeling that we will see Drew Locke play. I have a feeling. When on fire, says Joshua Davis. Unfortunately, he's on fire while targeting Michael Pittman because I do have him on my fantasy football team, and he just scored a touchdown for my team, for one of my two teams. I suck at fantasy football, though, by the way. That is a confession from me, the primetime host, to you guys. I suck at fantasy football. I've just forget about waivers. I forget about making trades. I forget about setting my lineups. I'm that kind of player, and I apologize for that. Steve White says 52 and 17. Boys, boom and zoom, going to be on display Sunday, rocking that red, white, and blue helmet. And that is true. That is going to be very fun to watch, that helmet that the Cowboys are going to be using. Now, Stevie Mack. Reminding you to hit that like button and, of course, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you are watching ADC Sports Dallas Primetime as every Sunday through Thursday night. This Sunday night, by the way, we will see each other because the Cowboys are not playing on primetime. So we will be here during a big time Sunday night, by the way, between the Titans and the Rams. That is going to be a fun game. Go Titans! Because number one, the Rams are a big contender in the NFC and we want that sitting. And also because ADC Sports, as you know, is not only in Dallas, but also in Tennessee, where we're actually, well, ADC Sports was born in Nashville and in Kansas City so far, so far. Now, some interesting games because Aaron Rodgers will not play versus the Chiefs. This means that Green Bay is... A little bit in danger this weekend, even though I could I could see Jordan Love and the Packers beating the Chiefs. The way they're playing so far, you never know. But a big opportunity for the Cowboys there in the fact that there could be another two-loss team very soon in the NFC. Now the Rams are seven point and a half favorites over the Titans, but you never know if the Titans, hey, they don't have Derrick Henry anymore but that team is also very efficient when passing the football. And Mike Ravel has proven to be a little bit of an analytics guy. So hopefully they're able to adjust aggressively and maybe put the Rams in a little bit of danger as well. You never know with these kind of games. So a feral situation in that front for Dallas Cowboys, hopefully the NFC is helpful and they get the Cowboys a little bit of help with some key losses over there. Good Citizen also bringing up, and Murray banked up. Listen, Kyler Murray dealing with an ankle injury versus those San Francisco 49ers. Here is what gives me hope that the 49ers can actually win this one. Oh, my. I had not seen this, actually. Last night, this was a pick game Now the 49ers are two-point favorites over the Cardinals. Hey, the Cowboys, the, the, the betting markets knew something last week when that line shifted. They might know something about the Cardinals. This, this might be a big week for the NFC if you are a Dallas Cowboys fan. The Rams might lose. I think they are the most unlikely team to lose, though, because I do think that they will get the Titans. The Rams could lose, though. And then you have the Packers that could also lose without Jordan, without Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love will be at quarterback and the backup will be Blake Bartles. And I know that the Chiefs defense has sucked so far, but they are still a, a, an efficient offense. They are turning the ball over, but there is a reason why the Chiefs are favorites since Aaron Rodgers is not playing. And then if Kyler Murray is banked up from the ankle, they might also lose. So you might have... Three one loss teams in the NFL go down this weekend, right? That could happen. That could happen. But Jordan Love. Jordan Love might surprise us. He is a first round draft pick after all. This kid is good, to Bill Bates. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here. Could you see things coming full circle and signing OBJ to the Cowboys? Says Roland. I would not like it. Listen. I defended OBJ for a long, long time. But what is going on right now over at Cleveland, I do think that this is an OBJ. I I do believe that. I think that the fact that he did not reach out to Baker Mayfield, the fact that he did not clarify that, the fact that he didn't clarify that, hey, that was my father acting alone, posting that 11-minute clip of me being open, if he had done something like that, Maybe OBJ, you know, would have looked better on this situation. I don't think that the Cowboys will consider signing OBJ because, yeah, I really don't think so. I really don't think so. The Cowboys have a good thing going culture wise, and I think that you don't want to bring OBJ into it. And also, I don't think it's even a position of need for the Dallas Cowboys. So maybe if Dallas had no wide receivers whatsoever, Maybe you consider it, right? Because you, you realize that, hey, OBJ might be a little bit of a character issue, but he's still very talented and I need help at wide receiver. If that were the case, maybe that isn't the case, though. And I don't think that the Cowboys will consider it at all. I'm half Russian, so I recognize this kid's accent, says Bill Bates. I am from Mexico. I am from Mexico. Thank you, Bill, for, uh, for your support here on Primetime. Bates, the, season, the reason a special teams position was winning Pro Bowl, reckless abandon for Cowboys. Yeah, that is true. Bill Bates, tired as hell, working late, Sally. Hope hope you are not still at work like me. Oh, that they're they're talking there in the chat. Excuse me, excuse me for being you know you know I'm sticking my nose in other people's business. I'm kidding. <laughs> Benjamin says Cowboys don't need a headache like that right now. The team is clicking, and that is something that I agree with let's not bring OBJ this time. Let's not bring OBJ this time. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that would be it for me tonight here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Thank you for joining the show. Hope you have a great weekend. I will see you all on Sunday night, hopefully celebrating a Dallas Cowboys win. In terms of injuries, expect Dak Prescott to be full go expect maybe well city lamb i really don't know what to expect regarding city lamb but maybe michael gallup not being a very it's not either the cowboys are being a little bit confidential or their tone regarding michael gallup to me feels a little bit similar to how they were handling things last week mike mccarthy said hopeful as we headed into the vikings game and he is using that same adjective hopeful as we head into this denver broncos game it will be interesting to see that because with City Lamb nursing an ankle injury, maybe the Cowboys are more willing to just throw Michael Gallup to the fire. Could be the case, could not. If it is not, then Dak Prescott will be playing without his starting left tackle and maybe without two of his starting wide receivers, if you want to count Michael Gallup as his starting wide receiver, even though he has not played since week one. Anyways, guys. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you check out adcsports.com Dallas as always for more Cowboys content. Some great articles up there from Shane Carter, from Cole Patterson, Alec Cash, Maver- Maverick's content as well from Ian and none other than Alec Cash himself. Make sure you check that out. Uh, thank you, Mo. Thank you, Stephen White. Thank you, Tom Downey, Lunatic, who is out there throwing some big time nicknames, the Big Pappy. <laughs> Good night, guys. TC. Thank you. Thank you for your words. I appreciate your support here on the show. I will see you Sunday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you very much. Let's go.